0: Coming to the kind of money a lot of these guys are coming into, is that like a lot? To, I mean, like, yeah, it's great you can buy things, whatever, but like, is that a lot to take on mentally as you like looking back now?
1: So, the thing that I would say, what would you do with shit turning money at 19? Nothing good.
0: I mean, really, dude, a lot of cocaine is my answer. <laughs> Most lucrative businesses out there in the country. Yeah. Where did you learn that? Yeah, like, since I've had
1: time to like explore the world and see things. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I've just been doing a little research and trying to figure out more ways to find something else that I'm passionate about.
2: Right. So parking is something that I feel
1: like us as Americans we use cars are being bought every
0: single day. Dude, if you bought a lot, I'd exclusively park in your lot when I came down <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, man. Yeah, dude, you got to come up with a cool name for it, though. You know what I'm saying? But um, they also have, That's um, interesting you say that, like, because you're retired now. Yeah. You're not playing, so that's your passion. That's 18 years of your life that you just put out. Is that hard finding that passion or that transition phase, maybe a little bit? I think it's been pretty cool for me,
1: because I haven't transition completely out of basketball yet, because right. I have kids that play the sport. And uh, 18, like you said, 18 years of my life have been dedicated to playing the, the professional level, but my friends play mm-hmm. as well,
0: all of them. Anytime there's a game on, anytime we go anywhere, anytime we get together, basketball is what we talk about. Basketball, I've noticed that like with different players that have been around and coaches, it's like, that's what it is. They talk about ball, or like who's doing what, or the different you know, you know defenses that they're seeing, or what's what other trades are going on. I've seen that, and I think it's interesting. So another thing that I find really interesting about the about basketball, just in general, is until you really maybe get around it a little bit, you don't realize how intricate like the plays you guys run are, how many there are, how choreographed it really is. Yeah, it's it's very very like it
1: can be simple, but it can be very detailed. I think the the teams that are better. Keep it simple. Okay. The teams that are real, like, real, real, real good, they have a system that they run, and they know their reads, so you don't even really
0: have to call any plays. You just got like, a a formation. Right. I understand. And that comes with time, obviously, chemistry with teams. So, um, but is that where, like, you kind of learn that, the simplicity of it? Like, of, like, being like, this is just very simple offensive running or simple defense, or this is just not as complicated as maybe other people in the past have made it? And so that's why we're winning. No, to win you just gotta be better. I like that too. <laughs> I like that too. Okay.
1: You gotta score more <laughs> points, and you gotta get more styles. It's simple. It's a simple game. Yeah. But we make it complex by trying to trick everybody into
0: thinking some other shit. Just score more points. That's it. Or get more stuff. That's it. Who's the hardest defender you've ever faced? Uh, I would probably say the best. I don't know if there's a best because everything in the league at that level. So you got drafted. We'll just kind of start from the top here with you, though, too. Right. You, got, you got drafted second round? Yep. Yeah. By the Knicks. By the Knicks. What was your perception in New York when you got there? And then what is it like going into a huge market like that? I mean, I'm from LA, so
1: I feel like going anywhere I can fit in. Right. LA is a place where you see a bunch of people anyway. Everybody comes here too. So going to New York was, it was an
0: easy transition. It was familiar. Yeah. That's cool. The only difference is it was cold. It yeah, was it, that's real. And then like, I feel like the New York mentality can be tough sometimes too with some people. Yeah. But yeah, New York's a definitely like a different, a different situation. Where'd you go after New York City? Um, I went to Orlando. Orlando. Ooh, thoughts on Orlando? Well, that
2: was pretty cool. It was a young team. It was a young, growing team. Dwight Howard was on that team, and Jameer Nelson Mm -hmm. was there as well. But it was a fun team. It was a real fun team, which
0: made um, being there easier. Right, of course. Yeah, Jameer Nelson. Was J.J. Redick on that team? J.J. Redick came the second year. The second? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember. He was always a stud. He was one of my favorites, bro, growing up.
1: Watching him play at Duke and everything. J.J. is a tough dude. Like, his mentality, how he trains, just everything about him was, like, real, real, real. Like, I want to be better than you. Okay. I think
0: he's a, he is, like, one of the most competitive people you know, that I think I've seen. Really? Yeah. Really? That's super interesting. He's does like he's a, he's got a podcast, which is awesome, and he's doing the the sports, sports casting and stuff like that. I don't know who he's working for right now. Did he just start with somebody? I think so. I think he does a great job with that. I think he's an honest opinion always, yeah. right? And he comes from the player's perspective. So for you now, you know, you meet like, like a JJ Reddick. you see that work ethic. That's crazy, and that that was early on in your career too, right? Yeah, that was early. Not, so for you then, as far as work ethic went early on, especially, because the expectations are high. Lifespan in the league is really not that long for most players. Not 18 years. That's for sure. I think it's like, what, four and a half or something like that? 4.7. Yeah, I think that's close.
1: I don't know. I've always, I mean, nothing ever was really given to me. So it's not like I was going to go to the NBA thinking things were going to be easy. Again, like you said earlier, I was a second round pick. So, you know, my money wasn't guaranteed coming into my position. I had to actually go, once I get there, like still grind to get there. But the mentality
0: always was, you know, I'm gonna work, 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 work. Nobody got work. That's a game changer mentality because a lot of guys don't have that. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, at that level though you're you're
1: really fucking special there's some special 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 talented people uh, that play basketball so what would be like a 45 minute workout to them would be like you know maybe like an hour and a half
0: in one session for me oh because okay. i'm coming back and i'm gonna go back again and work some more so my mentality was always go 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 yeah that's really interesting that you said. Did you have like a mentor or somebody that like instilled that in you at any, at any time in your life? Um, or is that just you? That's just Trevor. I, I think that's just, I was born with that in me. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's who I am. Somebody who's going to
2: compete at all costs and you know work as hard as I can to figure out to be
1: as best as I can be at whatever it is I'm doing. When you go to the NBA,
0: whether or not, when you come into the kind of money a lot of these guys are coming into, is that, like, a lot to, I mean, like, yeah, it's great, you can buy things, whatever, but, like, is that a lot to take on mentally as you, like, looking back now?
1: The thing that I would say, what would you do with shit to you're 19?
0: Nothing good. I mean, really, dude, a lot of cocaine is my
2: answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be my answer, yeah. like, a lot of cocaine. If I made it to 20, everybody would be sorry.
2: Yeah.
0: know um. Not anymore, but Not back, back up. Again. Yeah, you was So, like, <laughs> that fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean,
1: you got to have really good people around you to kind of guide you in directions that help you from yourself. Because, again, at 19, the
0: things that I know now, I would have never done. Yeah. Nothing. You get a big check. Would you tell me what like what's like the first big thing that you did or first dumb thing that you did with like a check? I don't even know. I think I
1: don't think I don't believe in dumb. I just believe yeah, in experience. Like, okay. Yeah, Everything's a lesson, learning. learning. I like that. Yeah, so I guess my first learning experience would be uh, I bought a Hummer. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> that's not
0: too bad. Though. Yeah, bought a Hummer, bought a house for my family. Oh okay, well that's pretty actually responsible. You know, you didn't go like spend like a couple hundred thousand dollars on the watch or something like that. Yeah, see, and I think that I used to see that when I work at car dealers, when the car dealers I was at, I'd see all kinds of athletes come in. But the majority of the athletes that were coming in were like end of the roster, whether they're playing, you know, baseball, uh, basketball, football, whatever it was. And they were coming in, they were spending big money uh, on these big cars, you know, and you'd see them at the repo list. Right? as they came in and it was just like a, it was just like a sad thing because it wasn't a matter of these people being bad people or unintentionally doing this it's just i feel like they're just not guided in the right direction and then they're given like you said a lump sum of money at such a young age
1: and, and, and a lack of guidance for the most part yeah so but then some get with the right people and then you, you get a brother you know that's wild <laughs> thats wild you know you get like
0: a Kobe when Kobe started doing it, Amazing things after his career. Right. finally got an Oscar. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, he was always doing something great. Yeah, for real. Kobe was greatness. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Kobe is greatness. You spent a lot of time with him. Obviously, you played with him. Obviously, I mean, you won a championship. How special is that for you? So I've never ever like looked back on
1: situations. I always like to live in the moment. So I haven't had a chance to like think about that obviously him being gone you only can think about situations and such but just to be around him and just to know like how he competed every day the work that he put in like how like he's a he's the most competitive person
0: I've ever been around ever, ever. I love the stories cool. that I've that I've heard on YouTube yeah like and I, when I watch them I mean I'm, it's it's incredible everybody says they've got like, I'm sure everybody does because he, I mean, he's one of a kind, but he, uh,
1: yeah, he's the most competitive person I've ever been around. He wanted to beat you at tie in your
0: shoe. Really? Yeah. Didn't matter what it was. Ever, anything and everything, he wants to be the best. Anything. You obviously practiced with him. I mean, first it was, it's obviously true. He's the first one in, last one out pretty much every day, always working. in the did that make you want to be better or was that something that was like you were also like what, what's your mentality going into that I guess is a better question like you're going to go work with Kobe Bryant and you know how he is I'll see you there that's it there. I'll meet you there yeah, yeah.
1: or yeah. you will meet me there
0: and to <laughs> 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 it too it's true but you're a worker yeah. that's why did you ever have teammates throughout your career that were just not working hard they were just taking off the game and showed in practice and
2: in the court like that? Um, I think everyone that I've been around pretty much
1: or the people that I gravitate to yeah, are people that are like-minded. Yeah. So I had teammates that didn't work. I wouldn't even remember. Right,
0: because, because it of, wasn't something you were paying attention yeah, to. You didn't even you didn't care about that. So growing up as a kid, you wanted to be an NBA champion. Everybody that plays basketball, I mean, that's the dream, right? What was that moment for you? Like, I mean, and, and, and what did it mean to you?
1: So, if I could say, if I can, like, put a word to how it felt, I guess amazing would be it, or, or unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, again, the game's been around 75 years, and 5,100 players have ever played the game. Yeah. And out of those 5,100 people, like, how many people have won championships?
0: Yeah, not, like... Not many. Not a lot of them. So to be able to be a a part of a group like that is unreal. Yeah. And so like a lot of that, I wanted just everybody to kind of have a background on you and, you know, talk about what you have done over those 18 years. And like, I just think it's impressive that you are not only any, uh, you're a journeyman, one, you know, you've been all over. You won a championship with Kobe. You've worked with the best. What what's now for for you? Like, what is what? What do you you going? What are you in the works? Um, is there anything you know you want anybody to know about that you have going on?
1: No, I've, really, I just spend a lot of time with my family, my kids. Yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot. I have, so, like I said, uh, retiring transition has been pretty cool, and pretty yeah. easy. I have a son right now who's who's pretty good at uh, at basketball. Yeah, <laughs> that one. <was> shocking, <laughs> right? Shocking. shocking. Yeah. Um, I have two sons that's, that play. Um, my one that's in high school right now is being highly recruited. So I'm in the gym a
2: lot still, so I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing anything. Yeah, you You don't feel like you're missing
1: anything. You're doing your thing. Because right. whether it's in the, my high school gym, his high school gym, the NBA, the yeah. Lakers, the, the Magic, whoever, it's still the gym. And that's what I love. I love being in the gym. So
0: And with your son. Like, what a great way to connect. Right? It's like baseball, right? Right. Like, your favorite pastime. Yeah, that's what they say, right? <laughs> that's what they say. I, I I like, like, the first four innings of baseball for the most part. Yeah. And then that's it. So what's your favorite pastime? How about that? My favorite pastime of all time is definitely, for me, basketball, because it's always been an escape. And I know I'm an athlete, as you can all tell. So... <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, this is a six-pack, dude, just relax. But basketball was always my forever, my forever thing, you know? I mean, I played baseball, I played some football in, like, middle school, but that was it. Yeah, it was, it was my favorite basketball, 100% basketball.
2: Yeah, that was the, that was the whole dream, man.
0: Um, And I come from Cleveland, but, like, the west side, right? Which is, like, I don't know, all white people everywhere, you know? There's, like... One black person. So it's just like basketball for us, like that's what everybody wanted. That everybody wanted the NBA, you know. Like, I was playing basketball so much in seventh grade, I'll never forget my seventh grade teacher came in one time, called my mom in too. He's like, You'll never be in the NBA, you know. And he said that to me. And he was talking right. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a teacher tell me that too. You know, yeah, but you're fucking Trevor Ariza. You're 6'8". No, yeah, <laughs> I have no shot. Yeah. I'm not even kind of fast. I know that <laughs> must be tough to believe when you look at me, but that's that's just, <laughs> I'll never forget
1: that. Yeah, no, but those things, they never like hurt me though. Like they kind of motivate me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always was like motivated. Even though I never really showed like things would bother me in that sense, I feel like just hearing shit all the time, and just motivates you to shut motherfuckers up and you don't even have to say that. I went back to, um, I did this program with these kids uh, some years ago, and he was a teacher after school. And this is the first time I've seen him since, like, uh, he was telling me that I wasn't in fucking oh, shit. Oh, no shit. Yeah. You saw him. Yeah, and the kids that I was going to see were in his class. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is amazing. That's a fucking unbelievable. Did I mean, did you say anything or just no, kind of let it, let it ride? I was indirectly speaking to him, but I was talking to directly to him. Yeah. So I wasn't even, I was speaking to the children, but I was talking to him. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, don't let tell you <laughs> you can't do, yeah. yeah oh, right, yeah. Right, right, right. I'm a product of people telling me that this is something that you can't do.
0: Do you still uh, have that situations at all in your life? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy until you're a genius, right? Yeah, it actually happened uh, in basketball, too.
1: A team that I played for prior to getting traded, um, they didn't feel like I fit
2: in at the time for what they were doing. And, um, you know, I, I think I was 20 years old. That shit, I was
1: so mad, but I sat there and I listened to them just tell me. It's like, yeah, you know, this ain't it. Really? You're not going to fit in here right now. So I went back to the, and I guess we went to the game. I sat the whole game. So he put me in for like a minute and a half of the last three minutes yeah. of the game. So I went to the bench. I just started fucking crying like a baby. And then um, they end up trading me to the Lakers. And we end up playing them in the finals the next year. And we fucked them up in the finals. Goddamn right, yeah, <laughs> you goddamn right. Yeah, so. That was one of those moments
0: for me where I'm looking at the teacher like, I can do this. So for you, have you ever had any like bad bouts like with depression or like any of that? You seem like such like a mentally strong human as far as like how you channel whatever's coming at you into like the correct emotion, right? So like that you seem to be good at that. So that's why I ask. I I try, but we are
1: human, so we feel, I do the best I can to try to put things in perspective, understand that it's more life, um, understand the way that I think that I do live in the moment. So these moments are only
0: moments. So you are really good at, at keeping yourself pretty level. You seem like a pretty level head dude for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Except when I walked into that locker room one time and I got, I think, thrown out or suspended for two games. But other than that, everything <laughs> I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. So I bad. love those though that's my favorite part of sports summer, right when because it, it's everybody's just heated right and you know somebody said something dumb that's usually what it is right um, but I always find that interesting when it does boil over because it does become <laughs> it, when it gets personal obviously you never want to get there but um,
1: I don't think it perceived that it's a misconception it wasn't even I, I don't I never approach a situation looking to be hostile ever okay I never do
0: okay okay. Yeah. I to get there. Yeah. I think but everybody has that, right? Yeah. Everybody has that point, that boiling point. So my intent was not to be
1: hostile It's just I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you must
2: have been pretty pissed to hop in the other to go to go there though, right? Like yeah, I mean it's right there. These are
1: guys that I see all the time. Yeah. She so wasn't in a conversation. Like, uh for real. Yeah. Because I feel like uh, if I know you, I'll speak to you. I could joke with you i can say anything if we have that relationship
2: yeah if i don't know you i don't think that uh there's lines or or like boundaries and i feel like a boundary was crossed okay
0: yeah and that's fair everybody that happens you know i've had that happen i've had that happen plenty of times in my life i think everybody (laughs) has it happen in different capacities but when you boil over like that that's what happens Right. No, but I didn't I didn't go with the intent to be disrespectful. I just wanted
1: to understand because I felt disrespected. Right. I wanted to get you an know, understanding.
0: You were frustrated, but it wasn't meant to be. The intent was there. I get it. It was good intentions. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. I was smiling when I walked over here. You were being a problem solver, that's what we're talking <laughs> about. You're just solving a problem. That's yeah. it. You're just being you're just solution driven. I try to be. Solution driven. I, I also try to be. We had a conversation on the way over here. Be solution driven. And I think, uh, and then like, let's make you know, and then let's just make things happen. Yeah. That's all it is. Let's shake and bake, make things happen. Today's podcast is brought to you by one of the absolute best real estate agents in the Cleveland market, Tom Sugar with Howard Hanna Real Estate. Tom's here to help you understand the home buying and selling process. Um, He's here to ensure that you're also always going to get the best price, whether you're buying a home or whether you're selling a home, and his customer service skills are top notch. Give Tom a call at 216-406-2841. That's 216-406-2841. You can call or text him or visit his website, shugsells.com, S-H-U-G-S-E-L-L-S.com. Visit Tom Sugar, everybody. He is the best. When you made the decision like, hey, man, I'm done with basketball. I'm going to move on with my life. I'm going to spend time with family. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Was that hard? No. No. It was actually the most. It was the easiest decision that I ever had to make.
1: Really? Yeah. How? You got to tell me about that. Um, Because I was selfish for as long as I played, and I, I didn't get an opportunity to be with my children the way I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I always told myself, once my oldest got to high school, I would be done. So, he got to high school, <laughs> I had to be
0: done. That's really cool, though. I mean, 18, 18 seasons, that's crazy. But I think you, for you to um, have that time now to spend with your family is probably super valuable. Is that also a little different and how are you adjusting to like not traveling all the time and not having those physical requirements hanging over your head on a regular basis right and yeah. not worried about other things like incentives and contracts and you know what what do your stats look like and the bullshit right yeah no th- those things were cool okay i mean you were doing pretty good yeah of course <laughs> just, of course bro those things were cool um, but again just to be able to you know raise my use i think is equally as cool right? right and they're at the age where you know me being here is more more important than me uh being there so right that's good that's an easy decision are you still you look like you're in great shape you look good do you feel healthy right now do you feel good yeah i feel pretty healthy
1: yeah um, Yeah, my body feels good i'm in shape i work out still not really on the court unless i'm in the gym with my son but I worked
0: out a lot You like uh, staying in L.A.? Or are you going to go anywhere else? Yeah, I like, um, I like Miami Yeah, you like Miami, like <laughs> Miami guy. What is it about Miami that you like? Miami is the shit I mean, I like Miami I guess though but I am not rich as fuck so You got to be rich as fuck little No, you got to be rich as fuck to have fun in Miami Unless you want to just go, like, crush it for, like, a couple days, you know? You know what? I don't even think so. They got some real cool spots out there that's, like, cool. I lived in Boca, and I worked in, at a Mazda store in Delray Beach. And, uh, you know, I was moving to maybe get away from some friends that weren't so great, and, and my dad was down there and things like that. But it's, like, the rehab capital <laughs> of the country. <laughs> And if anybody knows anything about rehab capitals in the country, if you find rehab, you will find drugs. And (laughs) (laughs) It was so (laughs) mind-blowing when I first went. And then like, I traveled farther south for Lauderdale's the shit, right? And then you keep going down to Miami, obviously. You know how that goes. It It turns right right up. It has a good time. Did you spend a lot of time uh, in in the nightlife in Miami? Um, When I wasn't playing there, yeah. Yeah, when you weren't playing there that's right. definitely a
1: destination that you want to go to but uh, you know my origin is close to Miami from Turks and Caicos originally oh okay yeah, so it's only an hour hour and a half from there hour and 15 minutes so you're a Floridian Okay, cute I'm from LA though we're <laughs> 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 All right. we're going to do a little again guys I was born in Miami
0: okay when did you leave Miami how old were you uh I came to LA in the fourth grade. Mm, that is on the cusp. That's on the cusp. <laughs> it's right on the cusp. I guess it's more time in LA schools though, right? Yeah. Technically. But um what so what do you like better? You gotta you gotta choose Miami or LA? You gotta live in on one of the list. Like, What's it gonna be? There's no choosing. You gotta choose. Come on, one. Why do you like <laughs> that? So uh man. Cause it's so different. That's why I ask. It's two totally different. I mean, yeah, the, the weather's great in both places, but that's why I ask that Cause it's so the attitudes, the vibe, everything is so different. I'm, I'm gonna go with LA. Go L.A. I'm gonna go with L.A.? I'm gonna go with L.A. too. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Do you train with your son? Is like I want to get a little bit more into that and what he's got going on as well. I want to I want to talk about that a little bit does you do. Uh, yeah, I train with him. I'll, I'll go watch.
1: Uh, I give him little pointers, but I'm not gonna every. I'm not the every day like I'll oh, do this, do this, do this
0: okay yeah you're not like you're not like the parent like that i understand when you need something there but it's not like that how helpful is that for him when he gets to come to his dad and be like hey dad like i don't really know what i'm doing here or i think i'm more so all right it's
1: it's kind of like two-sided okay he'll come to me like once he's exhausted every like option on his own but i'm more of a hey yo look at this look at try try this try this try this and He's more like, man, watch out. Really, really? Yeah, I got this. Let me,
0: let me do my thing. If I need you, I'm going to come to you. Okay. But well, that's really cool, though, that you're just like, all right, cool. Yeah. You learn how you want to learn that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Patience is crazy. Like, I,
1: being a parent, you have to understand patience for real. You can, like, give them, like, all type of information,
0: but it's their life to live. Yeah. You know, and they want to experience it the way they like to. That's a r- really good point. So, I'm a 7-year-old son um, loves sports, loves his iPad, loves Fortnite, loves technology you know how it but how do you kind of control that within your family because like I struggle sometimes like what do I filter out and then like I don't want to make it one of those things where he wants it so bad because I keep keeping it away from him because he's eventually going to see it. I just don't know like what's the right move there. What's your move on technology? I try not to let him have it at the table. Okay. Well, that's his mom. His mind I want
1: him to have at the, the table uh, I try not to well my thing is when you're going into the gym there's no no phone okay no Fuck no we're here to work that's it that's <laughs> yeah. it is that a rule you lived by too when you were doing when you were when you were playing until I started having business and shit that I have to worry about right then it's like okay I, could, I need to check to make sure this is going right
0: but yeah, other than that, before that, no, nah, it's no fault. So you really keep them at bay with like, okay, it's, it's all situational at that point, so you're not all, like hovering over them all the time. Yeah. but it's more, Um Yeah, like staying in the gym obviously is, is important, especially when you're highly recruited. And when did he start really getting good? Uh, I think this past ninth grade, he started to
1: uh, get better. I think he's getting better and better. He's not all the way. There yet, but he's super talented right. you know he has a you know a long 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 way to go but like the space that he's at he's feel like i just want to make sure that me as his pops i try to just keep him you know, keep his mind on
0: the work instead of everything else yeah absolutely i wanted to ask you as well you were in um a little wayne song oh yeah how cool was that that shit was hard that shit is still hard yeah, that's fucking sick, dude. Lil Wayne, dude? bro no, Lil Wayne, for real. I just saw I him. On a Kobe I have some, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: at the Raider game. Wow. Who's your team? Who's your football team? The Raiders. Always has been? Yeah. Well, no. Actually, in the ninth, well, up until the ninth grade, well, the ninth grade, they started to become my team. Before that, I liked the Dolphins.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where Ricky was Williams. It? Yeah, Ricky Williams was a stud, dude, wasn't he? He was the shit back in the day. For real. Ricky Williams, that team was awesome. Wasn't that, uh, who else? That was a great defense they had too, yeah. like those years. But then he started getting suspended for smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Now we could walk in the street and smoke weed. The same with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon used to come into the car dealership that I was working at, right? Mm-hmm. Bring his Pan American. And this is during the time where he was being suspended or getting suspended or whatever it was. And there was always like roaches in the ashtray and stuff and whatever. And it's not, like, he was just smoking weed. This guy wasn't coming in fucked up, nothing like that. But I used to, you know, you'd see it on the news every time. Josh Gordon's suspended. Josh Gordon suspended. And everybody's like, what can you just stop smoking weed? This and that. It's just, like, everybody's going out and having drinks afterwards, right? Why can't I just smoke some weed? Same thing. So there leads me to my next question, right? Like, what is your opinion on smoking pot and, um, you know, whether, in any sport. It doesn't even matter what it is in any sport. Or just in general in life? I mean,
1: I guess too much of anything isn't good, right? I So, agree. in moderation, I feel like it's, if that's what you do, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't got no problem with anybody doing what they have to do as long as it's not affecting their performance and it's not
2: affecting anybody else around them. Because, again, when you are part of a team, uh, what you do can fuck me up. And so if I'm relying on you to be to
1: do
0: your job I need you there so you know, too much of anything could be that. Yeah I never thought of it that way at all that's a really good way you just put that so yeah so if someone goes out and they start doing stuff like that you get suspended whatever you're jeopardizing the, the integrity or the, what's going on with the team the fuck of our chances of winning yeah
1: which fucks has like money need. for you guys too. Yeah I mean obviously it does personal damage but Person, I'm I'm a selfish individual, so I think team first. Okay. So, if me if if I have a job to do, and I'm not available to do the job, I fail. Not failing because we lost, but failing because I'm not even able to fuck. I can't be here. So,
0: that's how I try to hold myself accountable, or I held myself accountable when I played. I like that a lot. I think uh, to have the team mentality is is interesting. But I think it's also, obviously, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's everything when the ultimate goal is what you guys are working against with the best people, with the best players in the world, right? Uh, what is your opinion about that? Somebody said something about this recently. They had a, um, somebody said NBA world champions, right? And then there was, a, there was a guy, I don't know who he was, but he said they're not world champions. They just played in the United States.
1: I understand technically what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, can anybody that wins a championship that year in the NBA? There's no team in the world that can fuck with that team.
0: I agree. So it's a world championship. I agree. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, because everybody, the United States has the best players anywhere, everywhere. This is this is I where people know, come to play. I would say, the rest of the world is kind of catching up though. They're
1: they're starting to like catches because, I oh, don't know, like. Are the top
2: five players in the NBA American right now?
1: No. Are they all American? No. So, I mean, no, definitely not, right? I mean, like, what, be
0: honest, right? Giannis, right? Giannis is fucking killing. Giannis is stuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, Giannis, yeah, Giannis, Giannis can get it, son. You know, like he—that dude doesn't mess around. Yeah. You know, what? Who else? Yeah, Luca. Luca's good as fuck. He he says it. He, he had his hot take, and I thought this was interesting. I don't want I think this is interesting. I think it's that he's sort of easier to score in the NBA than this Europe. It is. A lot of
1: people say that. Like I feel like if you ask any scorer that's played in Europe, they would say coming to the NBA is like the easiest thing to score because of in Europe it's more compact. Um, every possession matters more,
0: so you're not taking just wild shots. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's really, really interesting when he said that I was like, Are you serious? Your seven
1: footer could stand in the paint.
0: Oh yeah, there's no three seconds. No. I always forget about that. Yeah. Three seconds I think is a great rule though. Not only that, if the ball is touching the rim, you can smack that shit off. So goaltending is essentially. <laughs> what about if it is backward? <laughs> Probably will go. Away. Probably won't- yeah, I mean that's true. No, I'm saying, but if, no no no, I'm saying if you want laid it like if the ball's on the rim, right? Yeah. And you can go slap it off, that's goaltending. But like, what if the ball what if LeBron was the is- Right, was doing a chase down block and the ball hits the backboard and then he blocks. Oh, that's goaltending. That's still that's goaltending. The ball has to hit the
1: rim, it has to hit the rim. Yeah, and if it's on the rim, you can smack it, not before, so
0: it has to touch the rim. Have you ever purposely gotten a technical foul? A couple times. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the intensity when that stuff happens. But it's
1: more, it was more chest than
0: checkers. Okay, it's kind of
1: set the tone, I guess, of the game, or to send a message to either the referee, the the team, or my team. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it was to get a technical, it, it always has the meaning behind it.
0: There's something, there's, some, there's a reason why. Usually. What's a, What's a, give me, not necessarily a personal example, but a general example of why somebody, like, what would you say to a ref to, to get that technical file? Get your shit together.
1: uh, But, you know, and that's, That's and I understand it because it's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Um, He's just doing his job. Yeah, he can't see everything.
0: Right.
1: But when you're playing a game that you love, you're playing with passion. So, like, there's a fine line of, all right, too much and not enough. So, again, to the example that I was making about if you know the person, there's things that you can get away with more so than you don't know. Right. The referees are like our colleagues, or they are our colleagues too. So you, over time, you develop a relationship with them. So there are things that you can get away with uh, the more time you spend with them because they're understanding who you are
0: as a person. I get it. Yeah. And that's probably why Ron Artus had a rough time. No, nah, because people love Ron. In the, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Come on, yeah. Can we elaborate
1: on this. Right. He's a real good dude. Is he really? Yeah. He played with a lot of heart and, and a lot of passion, so. He cared. Yeah. Nobody gonna say that shit about, like, Gogh or fucking artists that do crazy shit, right?
0: It's true. It's just, oh. One of my biggest life lessons that I've had recently is, like, you can't judge anybody until you get a chance to get to know them. Like, in person. You know what I mean? You can't <coughs> just judge them based on the news or whatever it might be, right? Like, I just did with Ron Test, I should have done that. But that's, like, it's good to know that, that he's, like, a good dude and, like, he's fun to be around and stuff like that. Did you have a... Uh, a favorite uh, coach that you played for? Favorite coach? Yeah, I my wanted coach. to ask you that. My favorite coach to play for? Mm-hmm. I play for a lot of them. So I <laughs> that's why I
1: asked. That's, that's why it's a good question. I, I have some really good coaches, and I had coaches that taught me some lessons. Um, my favorite one. How about this? The one I'm most happy for is Money Williams.
0: Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Money Williams. I'm a big fan of him. Huge fan of
1: his success is very, like, is, uh I, I get
0: happy when I see him be successful. He seems like a strong individual. With the ladies, they seems to have been through a lot based on what I've, I've seen, but he, he seems like a really good guy. He's another, like, one of those people that are really good people. And have you ever considered maybe going into coaching? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Nope. Why not? I think in
1: order to be a coach, you have to be able to be extremely, you got to be able to take a lot of shit. Really? Yes. It's that bad? It's not that bad, but it can be. The media's gotta be rough. Nah, it's just, you know, like, (laughs) as a coach, you gotta be able to be, like, level all the time. Cause you're dealing with young men who are growing to be men and making changes. Some of them going through puberty. And anything could be said or done. Yeah. And... Some of the things that I know I have experienced or I've given off haven't been like the best. So I don't know as a coach, I would be able to take that shit. <laughs> no, <not even> that's <laughs> be able to keep
0: yeah. for everything like that. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be, that does have to be a tough role to play. But as a vet, too, it's probably also a situation where you end up playing that role for a lot of those guys, anyways, right? True. When you come in. Yeah, no, it was, that is true.
1: and as time you start to understand so the things don't like bother you as much i just i oh, don't know it's a different role they look you know we look at the players and then we look at them as
0: staff yeah of course yeah, yeah. we're not staff but the coaches yeah it's different it's different yeah. i've heard somebody say like uh you know they got to get the play like coaches that have uh they have transitioned from players to coaches they got to get the player out of you yeah. to, be, to be a to be a um, and I think that's an interesting way to put that because obviously I've seen, you know, obviously I've seen some, some different plays and like some of the stuff and I'm just like, how, I was like, I never knew any of this stuff. I never know how intricate and detailed everything was. But, um, anyways, so I kind of want to just wrap this up to like keeping it quick, yeah. but I always finish my podcast with this. I want to know, um, on a scale of one to 10, how happy would you consider yourself to be? Mm-hmm. And if it's not a 10, what do you think you could do to get yourself to a 10? Oh man,
1: I think uh seven and a half. What do you think you can do to get to an eight, with that being said? I think to get to an eight, for me, I am some personal shit. Go ahead. For me to get to an eight, I would just need
0: everybody that's in my tribe
1: to get along. That's it.
0: I like that. I like that. That's imperative to ensure I'm a lot of things that, that are going on in your life. So that's 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 that half point for you. There right there. Right there. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and uh, that's a that's an extremely realistic and reasonable thing. Yeah, I know. And and it's as you know, it's you can accomplish that. So, it's a that's a shit time effort. So, I love it. Well, dude, thank you for coming on, everybody. Trevor Ariza,
2: don't do drugs, kids. Okay,